Hi, this is Mark. And this is Kenny. And we're two Madonna fans going through Madonna's entire canon of music. Track by track, album by album, year by year, era by era, hairstyle by hairstyle, color by color, husband by boyfriend, by boyfriend by backup dancer, by... by oh my God, okay, it's enough, it's enough. <laughs> this is called All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. This is Like a Virgin, track one. Material Girl. Material Girl is a showpiece song uh, that that is a classic Madonna song. It's a song that's very much, even to this day, one that is totally uh, embodies the 80s. It embodies this kind of, it was the dawn of this excessive time. Reagan was president. He was an actor. He was from Hollywood. He was very light on diplomacy and very um, heavy on image. Uh, the stock market was starting to go up. Everything was kind of starting. And in the next probably like three to five years, everything was just fabulous and big and loud and broad in the 80s. And that extended to the music. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, it's a novelty song, yeah. right? But it is, I think you're absolutely right. It like captures the time period perfectly. Yeah. I also think this song like has a little bit of like missing persons ish mm. to it, right? Yeah. And it also, for me, I was thinking this and Like a Virgin both have a little bit of that reggae sound that comes back through her career. It's like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it's the same sound that we hear in... Um, Un unapologetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you say it's a very Madonna song, though? Because it embodies all of those weird, uh, sassy tropes of that era um, that she has a kind of playful delivery where she's not taking herself too seriously in the lyrics or the delivery, but the singing, but the message and the way the production of the song is so built like an iron brick chimney that you know she's not fooling around. Like she knows this is her bid for superstardom and she's going to grab it and take it no matter what that entails. I think this is where I think Madonna gets a lot of, of undo, un, gets a lot of shade in that the way that she, people don't get the irony in her in her work. And this was the first example I think of people really um, pinning stuff on her. And I think because she was so determined to get bigger and blow up and be a star. She really didn't put a lot of thought, she was like fine with people putting it on her. Madonna has not known how to approach this song over the years in a way that, uh, because it was of a moment, it was very much of that time to kick off this record. It was built around the idea that we can make this song a hit. And um, she's not done, I mean, she always does it in this way now. I mean, ironically, the Rebel Heart tour was the most sincere yeah, version yeah. we've ever seen of it since the original. It was the most beautiful orchestration of it too. It was yeah. less. It wasn't. It wasn't cheesy, you know.
This is the second single off of the album. Yes. Um, and I always thought from here on, like the second single was always for me the sweetest single or the strongest single. You know, like from here on, it's like the next in True Blue, Papa Don't Preach is the second single. That was yeah. like the big one. And in, in uh, Like a Prayer, it's Express Yourself, you know. And um, even in Erotica, I want to say the second single is Deeper and Deeper. So it's like, it gets these like, they're the really big tracks, I mm -hmm. think. You know, they're the track that really solidifies the album because Like a Virgin, of course, was the hugest hit. In fact, this didn't, um, didn't hit the same, it wasn't like a number one, but it was, it was the, two. I yeah. think it made it to two. But it's the song that like the second you hear it, I don't know, I, I like the song more than like a virgin in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a great, I mean, it's a great kickoff to the second album. It sounds just enough like Madonna, but it has all of these new elements. It's Herod, and it's Harold, it's, it's um, introducing a new version of Madonna. Madonna in this is, is much more, the vocals are deeper, uh, it's much more playful. Um, there's lots more happening in the song. This album kicks off with real drum beat, that first drum, and it's saying, we're using live instruments, we're using real, we're real, using real sounds, we're abandoning electronic music, Though it comes back in in degrees, but not like there's nothing at all like the first album on this, you know, and that was a very conscious choice. And I feel like that very first kick of the drums is saying, Welcome to a new era where that other album is behind us, you know, which is also a very Madonna thing. Like, very, you know, like that era is over and we're into the new me, I've totally changed, you know. Um, and, and she yet. had, <laughs> yeah, right. She has and she hasn't. The Material Girl video starts with two men in the dark watching her on a big screen and talking about, and one of them saying, who is clearly some kind of power position in the film industry, saying, I want her. She's fantastic. I knew she'd be a star. She could be. She could be great. She could be a major star. She is a star, George. The biggest star in the universe right now as we speak. Those who love the set, the director's got all kinds of things. The director's hot. He's hip. He's here. He's going to be doing all kinds of things. He's going to change the color of the set. I like He's got a great idea for a blue. Don't change anything, George. He touches one thing, he's gone. I swear. He's history. I want to meet her. You got it. Anytime. Name the place. Name anywhere, any street. You got it. Yes, wow. that's Keith Carradine from Nashville and um, all kinds of 70s goodness. Yes. Uh, he won an Oscar for I'm Easy, which was the film from the song from Nashville. Uh, one of three that was nominated, he won. Um, and the other, his flunky in that um, footage is the great character actor Robert Wool, who I adore. There's something subversive about the video, the way that it starts and then what happens in the story, which is that we start with this idea of the male gaze, like she is being observed mm. and think and being thought of in some way as an object, something that can be plucked. And she's being observed and admired for her appreciation of material things, of like the typical things that a woman, quote unquote, would want to be into, right? Beauty and riches and diamonds and you know all that stuff and that then we find out that she the actress in this is not at all interested in any of this finery that she's actually Keith Carradine's character gives her like a diamond necklace or something and she throws it in her popcorn and calls her friend and says oh yeah he gave me this necklace it's kind of nice do you want it I don't want it right and, and is this the first time that we've heard Madonna speak on camera I believe it is wow yeah, he's still after me. He just gave me a necklace. I don't know, I think it's real diamonds. 
Yeah, he thinks he can impress me by giving me expensive gifts. It's nice, though. You want it? Because that, I mean, the, the, the tone of the voice, it's, it's such a small, kind of cool, over it. She, she's almost willfully aloof in those yes, moments. Yes. Too cool for school. Uh, yes. I mean, I think those are part of the ways, and that, that sense bleeds right into um, Desperately Seeking Susan. It's the same voice and the same attitude of like, whatever, I, I'm over it, I'm better than this anyway, and I don't really care. And almost like you're, she's holding back her power because there's so much power in her voice, but her speaking voice is very quiet. And yes. Very kind of like cool and... So she's holding back and she's withholding from you something. Mm, right. Key. Yes. I mean, this is also part of what this video sets up or establishes even more is that it's Madonna as the coveted, as the cherished. She's unattainable. She's a goddess. And it elevates in our minds this idea that Madonna is this thing too, that she's both. Yeah. Right. And I also love how how it always feels like she's in on the joke in this video. This, this yep. is the first time um, that Madonna made a video where I feel like her her point of view was really encompassed and considered and she does feel in on the joke and she knows what's being said about her and so she's kind of tweaking every aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit about Mary Lambert who directed this video and she also directed before the this. goddess Mary Lambert. The goddess director she's, Mary Lambert. Oh, she's the best. Um, who also before this directed Like a Virgin and then before that Borderline and I think this is only the fifth video that Madonna's made, so three of those five are with Mary Lambert. I would presume that by this moment, the two of them are talking about really, like really talking about what can we say in the video? How can we subvert the ideas? How can we do something that's interesting to us and telling a story that we stand behind? And she's she's one of these amazing undersung uh, directors. I mean, I think the biggest film she directed, like studio picture, was that horror movie Pet Cemetery. And that's like the biggest project she ever did. I think Siesta is a pretty oh, major yeah, Siesta. film. But um, doesn't get the same, well, I don't know. The Why distribution? Again. Pet right. Cemetery is on Bravo every once oh, in a while. Okay. But um, she goes on to direct La Isla Bonita for Madonna and then uh, what uh, most fans consider her opus, which is uh, the Like a Prayer video. And each one is a completely different look. It's a completely different style for Madonna. She looks completely different. Um, but like most of the great Madonna directors, um, Mary Lambert has a real obsession with Madonna's face. Yes. And she uses that almost like another element of the song in every video. There's all these gorgeous close-ups of her face in these videos that um, that's where the story is being told mm. in a Mary Lambert video. Mm. I love that. That's such a cool thing. Um, the last thing I think we need to check in on, and this is super important because it's all really... Essential. A, it's essential. It's essential to the Madonna biography and iconography, right? Um, the story goes that on this video shoot is where Madonna met Sean Penn, that he came to the video shoot because he knew Mary Lambert through James Foley, who's a yes. director he was working with. About who was make, there as well. Who was there as well. And that he wanted to meet Madonna. The two met, this was maybe maybe December of 84 or January of 85, and that by August of 85, they were married. On their birthdays. On their Oh, they had the same birthday. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Chris Penn, I want to believe, was there too. Because um, I know he double dated with Debbie Mazur and Madonna and Sean Penn. That is hilarious. It is. There's there's photographs. There are every I've once in a while that. on Instagram they'll oh, okay. so they'll one of those will surface and you'd be like, oh. 
So we'll, we'll, off we go into Like a Virgin. It's 1984. Madonna's wearing bustiers and very heavy eyeshadow. Her hair is long. It's very unkept. She's not totally as fit as she will be in later times. Very true. Very true. We're going to reckon with that, too. I believe we will. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>